Drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. With Joe McLean and Emily Alcaraz. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you today. Praise be to God. How was your weekend? You survived it. Well, actually, we're supposed to wait till Friday to say that. But you survived it. You're back at work or back on your busy week, week schedule. Whatever's on your agenda today, taking the kids to work or taking the kids to school. And you're, you're going to work or they're going to school. I forget. I think sometimes we wish we could go back to school, right? Could you imagine like being able to go back to like high school or middle school or something when you're as old as, I was going to say you guys, but as old as I am? Uh, good morning, Emily Alcaraz. Good morning. You survived it. I did. Yeah, I was on a retreat this weekend, a confirmation retreat that I was chaperoning. And that was um, super tiring, but super, very, very fruitful. We had a lot of conversions. It was beautiful. Oh, wow. Praise be to God. Where was that held? That was at Choye in Livingston. So how far away is that from where we are now? Uh, about two and a half hours, maybe three hours. Oh, wow. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a hike. Praise be to God. Yep. I'm glad that went really well. Uh, speaking of... Uh, a hike. Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you. You know, I must con- I must confess, I uh, have not been on a hike in a very long time. Well, I was thinking more like how far away you like. You're, I think you're slightly further than I am as far as distance to studio. It's possible. I'm about nearly an hour, depending on um, how fast I decide to drive that morning. And you know, the <laughs> really great news is now that we're paying eighteen dollars a gallon, like that really, you know, it matters. Like it uh, really makes the morning journey that much more valuable. Praise you know, to God. Hey, I just love it. You know, it's the, it's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. It's, it's my favorite activity is uh, buying gas. <laughs> well, we're doing it so often nowadays, right? You know, <laughs> praise be to God. I was thinking about trading my old Tahoe in on an oil tanker just to see if that would help improve the gas mileage. But uh, at any rate, praise be to God. We're going to catch up on the stories today uh, on the of the weekend. Of course, the, the border situation is out of control. It is beyond insane they're talking about releasing uh catch and release now don't even wait for a court date Eh, forget it doors open happy help yourself that's one of the stories of course the journalists are now starting to push back on the biden administration because you know they're not allowed to report uh, or take video or or interview any of the customs and border protection people ice folks they're not allowed to do any of that so we'll talk about some of those stories of as well in the uh what's concerning us section and of course today is the day that private masses go are banished uh, in saint peter's uh basilica uh, that goes into effect today. So if you're a uh, if you're a priest, brand new, ordained, and you've made your way to Rome, and you're excited to say a mass at the at the home office, so to speak, well, the rules have changed, and we'll re- remind you about what those rules are later in the program. Of course, uh, good morning to you, Sean. I see you hanging out with us this morning over on uh, Facebook.com. Glenn, thank you for sharing our video today. If you're hanging out with us on the station of the cross, good morning. Praise be to God. It's always nice to hang out with uh, with you. Uh, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, New York, Ohio. Good morning. Praise be to God. Of course, Guadalupe Radio Network. Good morning to you. We're going to be opening our phone lines to you today. We want to know how your Lenten journey has gone so far. You know, you're only down to like the last two weeks left of Lent. Do you think it's time to start those Lenten penances? I'm just curious. 
I mean, two weeks left on the clock. Time is running out super fast. How has your Lenten journey gone so far? We're going to open up the phone lines in this hour here in about uh, 30 minutes or so from now, and we want to hear from you. And I'm going to give you the phone number. I'll give it to you many times before we do. But if you want to write it down so you can be uh, on the line sharing your Lenten journey with us today, we would love to hear that. Hear that. The phone number to call, or we'll tell you when it's time to call at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. So we'll open up the phone lines in the second half of this hour. Plus, we'll have breaking news and stories with Emily Alcarez. We're going to have Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, the What's Concerning Us section. Now, in the next hour, we are going to have a game show. And uh, it's going to be special this week. It's a special week in our second hour. Uh, so today, and today only, we're giving out a prize to the call that we will have. So any caller that gets on to our game show in the second hour today will, in fact, be an automatic winner. It's just that easy. You don't even have to know the answers to the questions. You can totally blow the questions, and you're still going to get a prize today. Uh, so if you can join us for the second hour, boy, we would love to have you. But let's pray. Let's jump into it. We have a lot to get to today. All right, whatever your intentions are, we are including those along with our own, asking the Queen of Heaven and Earth to intercede for all of us today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the headlines with Emily Alcaraz. A Jesuit priest who celebrated Joe Biden's inaugural Mass in January is under investigation for alleged inappropriate behavior, according to the California University he heads. Father Kevin O'Brien is the president of Santa Clara University, located near San Jose, California. He presided over the January 20th Mass at St. Matthew's Cathedral in Washington, D.C., which President Biden attended the day before his inauguration. A March 15th statement from the university's board chairman announced that he had recently learned of accounts that Father O'Brien exhibited behaviors in adult settings, consisting primarily of conversations which may be inconsistent with established Jesuit protocols and boundaries. O'Brien has reportedly known the Biden family for at least 15 years, dating back to when O'Brien was serving at Georgetown University, according to SCU. He was a frequent contributor to MSNBC, CNN, and The Washington Post on church-related issues. The U.S. Bishops' Conference on Friday praised the House of Representatives for passing two immigration reform bills and urged the Senate to follow suit. On Thursday, the House passed the American Dream and Promise Act and the Farm Workforce Modernization Act. The former bill would grant conditional permanent resident status to eligible immigrants who entered the United States illegally as minors. It would also grant temporary protected status to immigrants from certain countries facing humanitarian crises, protecting them from deportation for a a period of time. Among other requirements, immigrants would need to pass a background check to be eligible for permanent resident status. The USCCB noted that the bills would provide a pathway for citizenship for more than 3 million immigrants. Both bills earned some bipartisan support in the House. 
And the Peruvian Bishops' Conference has asked President Francisco Sagasti to correct excessive limitations on church attendance put in place by the Ministry of Health to deal with the second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic in the country. The Peruvian bishop said that while they understand the need for public health measures, churches are being treated unfairly in violation of religious freedom protections in Peruvian law. They propose that churches be permitted to maintain the same capacity as stores and shopping centers at each level of the classification system. For the bishops, there is no justification to keep the churches closed if the supermarkets are kept open as well as other commercial establishments where many people congregate and there is a high level of foot traffic. The bishops asked the president to intervene in time to allow for safe gatherings during Holy Week. I'm Emily Alcaraz, and these are your Monday morning headlines through a Catholic lens. Blessed Marian Gorky, pray for us, born on the 21st of May, 1903, in Poland. He was the son of uh, Tomas and Petronella. Well, I hope I said that correctly. He joined the army at 17 to fight in the Polish-Bolshevik War. Following his service, though, he entered the seminary, graduating with honors and being ordained on the 1st of July, 1928. He became the curate in Lesano and a prefect of the seminary in Kozmin. He was assigned in 1933 to the work to work with the Polish community in Gansk, but serving as chaplain to several organizations. On the 1st of September, 1939, that was the day when the Nazis invaded uh, Poland, and a father, as well as many other priests, were arrested, beaten, and sent to a series of concentration camps. He would be, in fact, shot on Good Friday, 22nd of March, 1940, in a field just outside the camp there. He was martyred for his faith. He and the others were put into a mass grave, but in 1946, the grave was uh, was buried, was dug up, and the, the bodies were exhumed and reburied in a nearby cemetery. Pope St. John Paul II would beatify him on the 13th of June, 1999. Blessed Marian Gorky, pray for us. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they could have some charge and to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin, be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he bent down and wrote on the ground, and in response they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go. And from now on, do not sin anymore. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
Uh, it's a trap. You remember that, uh, that, that, you know the character in Star Wars? What's his name? General, Admiral, the guy, the, the alien guy with the big eyes in Star Wars. It's a trap. You remember that? Yes, and I'm trying to think of his what name. What was his name? Uh, it was Admiral, Admiral, Admiral Osmar. S- I don't know. Something like that. Uh, I gotta look you, it up. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't pretend like you don't. You have his, you can see him in your, uh, your mind. It's a trap. And Jesus knows it's a trap. You see, they're trying to catch him here, these Pharisees, these scribes. They're trying to catch him to break one of two laws. Either he breaks the Mosaic law by not condemning the woman, or he breaks the Roman law by condemning the woman because it was against the Roman law. Your trap. Of course, he knows what's going on. This is why he turns things around and basically forces these scribes, Pharisees, to have to uh, answer to their own trap, to make the, their own decision, to essentially choose which law they will intend to break by asking them to say, hey, let he who is without sin years. Uh, I love, I think it was, I think it was Scott Hahn who said, uh, you know, could you imagine Jesus writing the sins of the individual people's present? On the, like that would be convicting, wouldn't it? Like no, reading their hearts and their minds and their souls and then writing out their sins in the sand, that'd be pretty powerful. But here's what Jeremiah 17, 13 says, quote, O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who forsake thee shall be put to shame. Those who turn away from thee shall be written in the earth, for they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of the living water. That's a pretty powerful passage that uh, could give us some clue about this. We don't really know what's written in the sand. Still very powerful to realize that when you reject the living water, Jesus, whom John's gospel tells us is the living water, boy, bad things could happen like being written in the earth. And that's why they drop their stones and go away. Notice what he says to the woman. Go and sin no more, because God does not wish the death of a sinner, but that he may be converted and live. We'll be right back. Some Protestants use 1 Timothy 4, 1-3 against the Catholic practice of consecrated celibacy and Lenten observances, because Paul calls the forbidding of marriage and the consumption of meat doctrines of demons. Do Catholics need to be exercised? No. And here are some reasons why. First, Paul can't be condemning consecrated celibacy because in the next chapter he gives Timothy instructions on proper implementation of consecrated celibacy with regard to enrolled widows. Also, Paul can't be condemning all forms of abstinence from meats since he was part of the decision at the Council of Jerusalem in Acts 15 that decreed Gentile Christians abstain from meats offered to idols. What Paul was condemning is the Gnostic belief that nobody should marry and that one should always abstain from meats because matter is evil. So, fear not, Catholics, you have no need for an exorcism. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time, heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Praise be to God. How has your Lenten journey gone so far? 
You know, you only have a couple of weeks left in Lent, so it's time to get serious about your penitential practices. I was reminded of that this morning when I was taking a pretty warm shower, and I'm thinking I'm supposed to have lukewarm showers. Why am I, why am I so comfortable this morning? A um, couple weeks left. It's time to get serious. We're going to be opening the phone lines later in this hour to take your calls to figure out uh, how your journey has gone. If you'd like to share your Lenten journey with us, good, bad, indifferent, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so to speak, we would love to hear that, and we'll give out the phone number when we do, uh, but uh, be ready for that. Um, you know, didn't I hear you say, Adrian, before the show started, that this is like the one-year anniversary of the lockdowns? across the country that's for, right for holy yeah. mass this morning is uh the one year anniversary for the uh, lockdowns of the mass across the united states of america so that is a day to celebrate <laughs> no not really um that was a terrible time i remember there was like a, who was keeping the map was i uh, know complicit clergy it was eric sammons was eric adding sammons. to yeah mm-hmm. it was eric sammons the the uh the what do we call him the the father of twitter right what, what is his official title uh, besides the Twitter dad, the yeah. Twitter dad, the mm-hmm. Twitter dad, like he was passing around this this map that was going black, you know, just covering this blackness was covering the entire United States, and uh, it was very concerning to see that Holy Mass was being blacked out, and um, and I remember the depression that was setting in. Of course, Easter Sunday, no no public mass. Well, remember also the attacks on the church that started to spread throughout the country. Remember that? Remember like all the statuaries? And then there was this guy in Florida who tried to set the church on, on, uh, on fire. Well, there's an article about him today. Uh, this is from the uh, Channel 8 in Florida, WTTA. It says, Florida man charged with hate crime and Catholic church arson attack. I don't know if you remember this story, but if I'm not mistaken, this guy was like, he drove up in a minivan. He was 24 years old, drove up in a minivan, minivan and tried to firebomb uh, the uh, the narthex of Queen of Peace in uh, Ocala. You know what's crazy about that story, Joe? What's that? Uh, our friend, uh, Mr. Zachariah with the TFP, he's actually stationed over there right by that church, and that's the church that he attends uh, now that he's over there. He uh, he said that, he was telling me that the TFP members in Florida were actually at that church the day it happened. Really? And they were saw the aftermath of it all because they were actually on their way. They missed the actual event by just moments. Oh, no. Uh, and they arrived and the, the church was on fire. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had heard about the situation. It was, it's pretty crazy. Boy, could you imagine if the TFP guys were there when the guy pulls up? This wouldn't have happened. <laughs> it would have been the end of that. Uh, TFP guys are pretty amazing. Um, here's what the article says. A man accused of setting a Florida church on fire last year is facing a federal hate crime charge. Court records show that a federal grand jury in Orlando returned an indictment on Wednesday against 24-year-old Stephen. He's charged with using fire to commit a felony and intentionally damaging religious property. He also faces state arson and burglary charges. According to the indictment, uh, Shields, uh, Mr. Stephen Shields intentionally set fire last July to the Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Ocala. The Marion County Sheriff's Office said uh, last year that Shields uh, plowed his minivan through the church's front door, doused the foyer, the foyer with gasoline, and set it on fire. Shields told detectives... What he did was, quote, awesome, unquote, and he smiled and laughed, the affidavit said. He told detectives he was on a mission, quote, on a mission, unquote, called himself, quote, king, 
unquote, and that he has problems with the Catholic Church and referenced passages in the Bible's book of Revelation. If convicted, Shields faces a maximum term of 20 years imprisonment for intentionally damaging religious property. This is, uh, and I guess he also faces a $250,000 fine. Pretty insane. And, you know, and I, I remember saying last year when we covered this story, when this happened, look in the guy's eyes in the picture, in his uh, mugshot picture. I don't, like, what has happened to this guy that he is so cold and he's got so much hate in his heart that he would go and burn a church? I, who knows? I don't know. Um, but boy, I remember seeing that last year thinking, boy, we have a lot to pray for, a lot, to, a lot of acts of reparation that still need to happen, let alone for those that would be caught up in such things. So it's a crazy story. It reminded me of the blackout last year and of the, and of the increasing um, harassment churches were facing all over our country, which continues. It wasn't all that long ago, Adrian, at your parish down in Dickinson that there was a, a statue at the beheaded, right? Uh, worse. So they at... Um, Queen of Angels down in Dickinson, the uh, head of Our Lady was decapitated, her hands were broken off, and her feet were cut off. And then the uh, the blasphemer, the uh, person who desecrated the sacred image, dragged the statue, because it's a large statue made of fiberglass, um, and they dragged it to the front steps of the church and placed it on the front steps of the church. Uh, so it's it's pretty it was pretty horrific. Yeah. It is very crazy. Of course, remember the story of uh, uh, the, the statues being brought down, like Columbus and St. Sarah, and remember the uh, Archbishop Corleone doing an exorcism at the base of one of those? I mean, we need to see more of that. More of that, less of the other stuff. All right, so there's some other stories, too, I want to jump into. And it's possible Bree Dale, our, our friend and uh, now a brand-new radio show host of, uh, of Intersections, is going to be on the show to talk about a breaking story uh, in regards to Facebook. By the way, our channel, our Catholic Drive Time YouTube channel, took a strike. Or was it a strike or a warning? It was a warning. We took a warning. We're about to get a strike because we had a guest on uh, last week, Dr. Stacy Trisankos, to talk about vaccines. And the only approved messaging about vaccines on social platforms is, is the one that says there's nothing, no problems, everything is completely fine, don't question the narrative. And so because we questioned the narrative, we got a strike, a community strike. And so three strikes and you're out over there. So uh, we, we make sure you're, you're subscribed to us. Make sure you're on our email list. You can find all of that, all of the links we're posting our content elsewhere as well at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. That's grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Hey, Emily, did you see the story about uh, on LifeSite News about researchers who grew mouse embryo in artificial womb hope to uh, now begin the, the same experiment with humans? Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty disturbing. Very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't it want? I mean, isn't this part of the non-negotiables of the church to that we can't we can't ever endorse, approve of, uh, we can't support in any way. You know, this attack on the dignity of human life. And there is so much temptation, it seems, by mankind to just do whatever because they can without bounds. And this story sort of illustrates that. This is a LifeSite News article. It says, a group of biology researchers in Israel have grown a mouse embryo in an artificial womb for as long as 11 to 12 days, about half the animal's natural gestation period. 
This is according to an MIT Technology Review report. The breakdown was lauded by the team as responsible as setting the stage for other species, including developing the technique for human embryos in the future. So, uh, man-made embryos in a man-made womb in a Petri dish. That is, um, that's Frankenstein, is it not? Yeah, that's pretty disturbing. That's one of the things we talked to Dr. Stacy Trisankos about is the fact that we as Catholics have to take a stand against these kind of uh, discussing atrocities because if Catholics don't speak up for the dignity of human life, no one else is going to do it. This is our job. No one else is going to do it for us. Now, Adrian, if, if scientists create a, an artificial womb, uh, embryo in an artificial uh, womb in a Petri dish in a life... Uh, that it's created there, does it have an, does it have a rational animated soul? Um, that is a really good question. If I would say yes, um, the soul, okay, so anything that's living has a soul just by definition of, of what a living thing is. The soul is the animating property of a being. So plants have souls, animals have souls, humans have souls, but there are different types of souls. Humans have rational souls that are unique to us and uh, not like lower animals and obviously plants. Um, whether or not a clone of a human being would have a soul, yikes, that would be an incredibly difficult question. We know for certain that um, soul, that people who are born out of in vitro fertilization are do have souls. Uh, we know that for certain. Um, but clones, that would be very spectacle. Um, I would say yes, because they would still be a human being. They would have all the elements of human being. They'd just be created in an unnatural and immoral way. Um, but it would be up to God to give them that uh, functional power of being a human being. So I, I would argue yes, and I would err on the side of yes, of giving them uh, human dignity when they're um, Whenever they are, if, cause I mean, it's gonna happen. It, where science is going with no morals, uh, without stopping, it's gonna happen eventually. Whether it happens in a way that is functional, where they actually work and are like humans, uh, we don't know. But I would err on the side of giving them dignity. It's, I mean, there's been long rumors about China already making these experimentations. On animals, of course, have already been done, but on humans as well. And there's lots of rumors that come out of China over the past decade or more about this. Uh, it's it's an atrocity that we should be praying and making reparation for, for sure. Now, I have a bunch of border-related stories. Plus, there's more. Uh, there's beheadings by Al-Shabaab of 11-year-old children now. There's a brutal, grotesque uh, you know, slaughter going on of, of, of innocent people in Africa, which is a story that happens every day there, but the West pays very little attention. But what's on your radar? Emily. So I've got a couple stories that are concerning me. Of course, there is the mysterious case of the president of Tanzania. Mm -hmm. um, and as we know, actually, it hasn't really been in the news. So most people don't really know about this. But Tanzania and the president of Tanzania, who was a Catholic, um, was actually one of the only countries that chose to deal with the COVID pandemic in a very, very different way. And so they they essentially they had very few deaths from covid and he refused to do the lockdown. He refused to close down churches and encourage people to pray instead of taking these drastic, drastic measures. Um, and what we saw is that they had very, very low death numbers. And then the the president of Tanzania, who was like the only political government figure in the world who was taking this kind of radically opposite view, he died very suddenly. Mm. And. The person who has taken his place is now a woman who is like 
fully on board. I think she comes from the World Health Organization and she's like fully on board with the full lockdown stuff. And so just very strange things going on in Tanzania. I'm not sure what's going on there, but um, I also wanted to talk about the um, the the statues that have been the vandalism that's been happening all over the country. We saw a lot of it all over the country. It's happening. It's on the rise. It's on the increase. And still there is this this ignorance from people in America. The Catholic News Agency just did a survey on Catholic Americans to see if they're aware of Christian persecution. Of course, we know that Christian persecution is on the rise. It's at astronomical levels all over the world, particularly in Asian and African countries. Um, but also here in America on a smaller scale, yes, it's, it's vandalism right now, but it's rising to the level of violence. And so I just think that's something we need to be keep on our radar and be concerned about. Amen. Praise be to God. All right. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to open the phone lines to you. How has your Lenten journey gone? I would love to know. Here's the phone number. 877-757-9424. Two weeks on the clock. Have you started your Lenten practice? Are you just getting started? Has it gone great? 877-757-9424. Call now. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, Religion can never depend on minute disputes about doctrine. G.K. Chesterton says that's like saying that life can never depend on minute disputes about medicine. Will the man who says we don't want theologians splitting hairs also say, We don't want surgeons splitting filaments more delicate than hairs. Many a man would be dead today if his doctors had not debated fine shades about doctoring. It's also a fact that Western civilization would be dead today if its doctors of divinity had not debated fine shades about doctrine. We depend on doctors of medicine. We can also depend on the doctors of the church. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time Show. Today is Monday, March 22nd. We are taking phone calls now. We would love to hear our listeners' Lenten journey. So if you have something you'd like to share with our Catholic Drive Time team, you can call in at 877-757-9424. And we are taking phone calls now. So again, that is 877-757-9424. I'm Emily Alcaraz, and these are your headlines for today. Cambridge, Massachusetts has redefined domestic partnerships to give relationships involving more than two people the same rights as a married couple. Home to Harvard University, Cambridge is the second city in the state after its neighbor, Somerville, legally to recognize polyamory. During a March 8th meeting, the Cambridge City Council voted to redefine domestic partnerships to two or more persons not related by blood who are in a relationship of mutual support, caring, and commitment and intend to remain in such a relationship and consider themselves to be a family. 
Somerville, which borders Cambridge, broadened its definition of domestic partnership to include polyamorous relationships during July of 2020, the first in the nation to do so. Catholic scholar Professor Robert George of Princeton University said that redefining marriage could lead to a collapse of the term altogether, with people questioning why marriage requires exclusivity, permanence, and sexual fidelity. George has also noted that in a society that has rejected the idea of sexual complementarity, there is no rational basis for rejecting polyamory. The Biden administration is expected to allow abortion providers, including Planned Parenthood, to once again receive federal family planning funding through the Title IX program. On Thursday, the Office of Population Affairs at the Department of Health and Human Services issued a statement that it would restore Clinton-era rules for the Title X family planning program. The agency noted that under the rule implemented in the year 2000, the program operated successfully for years and that its new rule would be substantively similar to the rule that with a few definitional updates that account for minor operational changes over the past 20 years. The Title X program provides grants for family planning services. Under the 1970 law that established the program, none of the funds can be used in programs where abortion is a method of family planning. And the Vatican announced on Saturday that, that it has appointed the former commander general of Italy's financial police force as president of the foundation overseeing a scandal-ridden dermatological hospital in Rome. Severio Capalupo, who is 70 years old, served from 2012 to 2016 as the commander general of the Guardia di Finanza, a militarized police force responsible for dealing with financial crime and smuggling. The Vatican named him president of the board of directors at the Luigi Maria Monti Foundation, which owns and manages Rome's Instituto Dermopatico dell'Immacolata, or IDI, along with other health structures. The IDI has been plagued with problems for over a decade. After years of systematic theft and fraud by hospital administrators leaving the hospital with 800 million euros in debt, it was declared bankrupt in 2012, and in 2015, the Vatican Secretariat of State stepped in, arranging to purchase the hospital out-of-state administered bankruptcy through a for-profit partnership with the religious order that owned and managed the hospital, an arrangement with which also ended in financial scandal. Once again, if you would like to call into our show right now, that number is 877-757-9424. I'm Emily Alcaraz, and these are your Monday morning headlines through a Catholic lens. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Thank you, Emily, for keeping us up to date. We have a, about an, a short window of opportunity here to take your phone calls, 877-757-9424. Bree Dale is going to be on from Rome here. There's a breaking story out on Facebook, and we're going to be talking to her just after the uh, the next break. But uh, right now, 877-757-9424. Phone lines are open, and uh, we're taking your calls about Lent, the holy season of Lent. How has your Lenten season gone so far? 877-757-9424. Uh, Jesus, good morning to you. Thanks for being on the show again. Good morning, good morning. Yes, yeah, all about Lent. We're about two weeks, two weeks left. <laughs> two weeks. Now, okay, tr- be honest. Um, have you? Uh, are you just starting your Lenten journey at this point? I mean, have you have you been good about keeping your Lenten observances, or have you, like me, you kind of failed on a few fronts? I, I failed on uh, on the Friday front of uh, of the not eating uh, meat. Uh, I failed every time for some reason. <laughs> 
someone comes and offers me some food and, and I'm hungry, I'm doing my intermittent fasting also, and all of a sudden they get this food in front of me and I start chewing on that. And <laughs> right, Funny right how on that second, happens. Yeah, right on my second taco or something like that, or fajitas, I'm like, oh, this is meat, how dare you? <laughs> but it's so delicious, I know the Lord would not want me to throw this away, so... Uh, Wow. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things I, I've noticed, like yesterday, for instance, um, I was trying to join the hashtag no sin gang and I went to, I went to confession before Holy Mass and I made a good confession. It felt great. Praise be to God. And, but the rest of my day, I was, I just felt so uh, frustrated and I had so much, uh, um, like my attitude was very poor for the rest of the day. I felt like I was under attack. And I felt, I think I felt that way a few times during this Lenten journey so far. And generally speaking, it happens right after I go to confession. Have you ever experienced that, Jesus? No, I, I, I haven't. Uh, I do, I do experience, I, I do experience the only one, eh? a lot of joy when, when I do go to confession. It's like I get this, this just burning zeal to continue to go to church. I'm like, every day, every day. And then all of a sudden I get, you know, the, all these knocks in, of life and reality. I can't make it every day, but I try to. But, you know, um, one of the things, you know, that we, I, I mentioned in the beginning was that I, my, my Lent, and, uh, um, what I was going to do for Lent was uh, pray with my kids more. Mm -hmm. uh, something that, I've, that I had never done before, pray with my kids and pray with my wife. I'm so excited to, to let you know that my daughter already knows the St. Michael prayer. And, wow. Uh, yes, in English, and they speak 90% Spanish, and now she knows it completely in English. And we Praise talk about St. Michael. We talk about how, you know, he's a, he's a police officer in the heavens and on earth, and he protects people. And, and they're falling in love with St. Michael, and they prayed really loud with me. Um, yesterday, they were so excited after coming out of St. Anne's and, and the Mass. They said, Daddy, why don't we make a, 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 a one-minute video when, when Mass finishes, and we can talk to the kids, and we can call it Catholic Kids, and we just talk to, <laughs> to kids about what the Mass was. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Are you, are you really? He's like, yeah, we're, let's do that, Daddy. Let's do that. Let's do a YouTube channel and let's talk about math. Wow. That's so cute. <laughs> wow. Yes. Inspiration so. from the Holy Spirit there. <laughs> amen, amen. So, uh, yes, I already got my, also my skirt, uh, uh, Jesus Crucified. It's, I saw I'm getting that. it ready so I can take it to you guys. You guys can have it there. Um, well, let's, so, I got my St. Michael. Let's remind uh -huh. the audience here for a moment, for those that are just joining us. Jesus Robles is a friend of the Catholic Drive Time Show. He's been on a few times, and he's also the generous benefactor behind uh, the incredible statue that's behind me. If you're watching us on camera right now, or if you're listening on radio, let me describe this to you. This is a statue called the Scourged Jesus. And it stands, I don't know, about five feet tall, and it has a, uh, a pretty, pretty gnarly crown of thorns on his, on his head, and he has scourged from top to bottom in a very gruesome uh, way to depict the reality of the passion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it is, uh, it is a marvel to behold, to sit and ponder the sacrifice and love of Jesus, to suffer so intently, uh, so incredibly for me and for my sins. And so uh, you have now commissioned uh, a, a, a crucified Jesus of similar quality, or maybe even better quality, actually, and that you've now received that. Tell us about that. 
Yes, it's a crucified Lord. It's uh, it obviously doesn't have the cross. It's uh, it, it's, uh, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a corpus Christi, a corpus, right? And, and it's in the in a crucified form. So the, the plan for that one is to put a metal uh, uh, a device so we can hold it from its uh, the bottom of his waist from his back down, so it could be if like floating in the air with his hands open, and people can walk around it and see all of the scourging around his back and front. Everything is pretty impressive. It's uh, it almost looks like the one that's in um, in Birmingham, Alabama, with uh, mm. Mother Angelica, the, yes. the church over there. Been there many but times. But this is a, a wooden carving. Yes, it's a wooden carving. It's pretty impressive and and that's 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 what the that that the work is going to be for now joe the, the the statue that you have behind you is an inspiration of of a mystic uh that that was also responsible for um providing some of the ideas some of her writings obviously she's dead but some of some of her writings uh were used in the, in the passion of the christ and, and and that's what uh gave some of those images in that movie now this christ is also an inspiration of her writings of what she saw um, as she as she lived the, the the passion in her own visions and and she provided writings and left them. I don't have the name of this person right off my top of my head, but I will have it for you uh, hopefully this this weekend when I go visit you guys. But it's a uh, it's it's an inspiration of that, and that's a replica that sits somewhere in New York City. Um, so it's a very uh, very special very special uh, scourge Christ. You know, uh, too many times I've been in a parish and I look up at the crucified. Jesus there, and it's like it's very sanitized. It's, I, 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 okay, I, I should be ashamed of myself, but I have oftentimes felt like, oh, that's an Abercrombie and Fitch Jesus. You know, it's like yeah. he's very good looking, he's in great shape, and six pack. He, he's a six pack, he's cut, you know, and he's got a, hardly a scratch on him. And, yes. you know, and I, I, uh, to me, it's always been a struggle to, to, to sort of meditate and to allow that to, to uh, sort of inspire the, the, uh, the, the meditation upon the crucified Jesus. So when I saw the images that you were having uh, this artist craft, why, uh, this crucified Jesus, I thought that is going to really inspire a great piety in the heart of so many. So praise be to God, Jesus, for your generosity. Amen, amen. We're looking forward to getting that amen. up here, though. Praise be to God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Father Ariola is going to commission to do another one. So that's, that's coming up, too. All right, hey, Jesus Robles. Thanks for being on today. God bless you. And uh, good luck on the rest of Lent. We'll see you soon. We'll be right back after this break. Don't go anywhere. Anger is everywhere. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. We see it in the frenzy of road rage or the smoldering resentment of passive-aggressive behavior. Perhaps we even struggle with anger ourselves. We like to say that other people make us angry, as though our getting angry were their fault. As St. Benedict says in his rule, they are doing us a favor by exposing the anger that is already in our hearts. If we want to be calm and at peace, we need to pull anger by the roots out of our own lives and not depend on the good behavior of others to keep us from getting angry. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, Visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. Remember, becoming angry is not due to lack of perfection in others, but to our own lack of virtue and patience. Hi, I'm Emily Alcaraz, and I'm the co-host of the Catholic Drive Time Show, which airs from Monday to Friday at 6 a.m. Central Time. I'm excited to announce our partnership with our new underwriter, Real Estate for Life. 
Real Estate for Life offers a faith-based experience while supporting the gospel of life. They work with over a thousand pro-life agents worldwide and generously support a variety of pro-life organizations. Their website is realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Our good buddy, Jesus Robles, joining the show last segment, is going to be bringing in the uh, Crucified Jesus, the brand new one. And you have, wow, wait till you see the eyes of this Crucified Jesus will captivate you. It will impact you in a in a very special way, I think, and uh, we're very excited about that. He's going to be bringing that this week, so keep an eye out. We'll be making a big deal out of it once it arrives. Uh, I think he also has a uh, Saint Michael statue that's like pretty awesome too. Uh, I've seen the pictures of it; it's it's amazing, and so hopefully he'll be bringing both. Uh, can beggars be choosers? I don't know, uh, but uh, there's Bree Dale's going to be joining us here in a moment to talk about a breaking story uh, about Facebook. And uh, before she does, let me just uh, mention to you um, that we took a hit. We took a strike on our YouTube channel. Or no, a warning. Forgive me. It was a warning about, an, about the next thing is going to be a strike and three strikes and you're out. This is the reality of our situation as Catholic evangelists, that we are not allowed to talk about certain topics, you know, to criticize, to question the narrative. We're expected to go along to get along or else we get cut off. And that is an issue in the Catholic world. You can think it's an issue in politics as well, and of course it is, but I I care more about Catholic evangelization than anything else. And being able to have a conversation around the stories of our day from our perspective is important. And that the reality that we may be cut off from uh, the public sphere is also a reality. So here's what I say. Ensure that you are connected to the radio postulate you're listening to right now. Stations of the Cross, do you have their app downloaded? Are you on their email list? Are you donating to them? Guadalupe Radio Network, same thing. Download the app, Guadalupe Radio Network, iOS and Android. Search for it. Get the podcast. Get on the email list. Make sure you're donating. Make sure you're connected and you're able to help spread the word. Become an ambassador of the Catholic Radio Apostolate that you are listening to right now. Share it with your friends and your family. We want to make sure that we have an opportunity to reach the masses with the good, the true, and the beautiful, with a powerful message, and you make that possible. Joining us right now via uh, Zoom chats all the way from the uh, eternal city of Rome, Bree Dale, our friend of the show and host of a brand new show called Intersections, uh, Mondays, 8 a.m. Central, 7 or 9 Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Good morning to you, Bree. Praise be to God, yes. How are you, anyway? Uh, praise God, I'm alive, and that counts. That that counts. Now, there's a there's a breaking story. You have uh, you have uh, some some news to share with us. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. That is, I say it all the time, I feel like, that is insane. Um, that really is insane. Bree Dale is our guest at the moment. We're talking about this breaking story. Uh, she's, uh, she's penned an article over on the Epic Times. And we'll link to it, of course, over on Facebook and, and elsewhere. So check it out. It's called Facebook Runs Ads for Products of Genocide in China. Can I just tell you, Bree, back in 2014, I published a book on overcoming pornography addiction. It's a tiny little thing. And um, I, I naively thought in those days that I could get the word out through Facebook advertising. And I took our money and I spent our personal money and, and I spent the money on Facebook ads. Facebook, they, they took down my ad and I asked them to review and they said, your ad uh, is filled with bigotry because it suggests that pornography is a problem. It suggests that people with pornography need to be saved from it, that are that enjoy pornography, and I was I I was so naive at the time, thinking, uh, what you you don't see pornography as a plague on on, on society, and they're like, no, mm -mm, it's fine, and here we are looking at a story about Facebook, literally making billions of dollars off of the torture of so many human beings in China because I guess those human beings just don't matter. Those human, their lives mean nothing apparently to to the staff at Facebook. Now, is it? Po do you think it's possible uh, to, to play the devil's advocate? Do you think it's possible that uh, Zuckerberg is just not aware of of what goes on in his platform with his staff being so large as it is? 
Yes. Mm. I remember the pictures when I visited uh, Dachau, the pictures of the gold the piles of gold teeth, the piles of glasses in and shoes and coats. Yeah. Mm. Emily, wasn't there a Project Veritas video recently about Zuckerberg being the uh, the king over two billion souls or something like that? That's right. Someone else who is high up on the Facebook hi- hierarchy there, let me look up the article, um, was saying that even on the inside, they know Mark Zuckerberg has too much power. He has more power than any n- leader of a nation in the entire world at this point. Bree, you served in the military. I served in the military. Uh, don't, wouldn't we say that that is potentially very uh, problematic for, for our country and our security of our country to see uh, an entity with so much power, so much reach that supports, obviously, financially uh, the, the corrupt CCP and their genocide against the Uyghurs? All right, I suppose this is going to be the topic of your show today. It's going to be at 8 a.m. Central, 9 Eastern, right here on the GRN. All right, Bridale, Joy Mignon on Intersections, Faith, Culture, and Religion. That show begins 8 a.m. Central, 9 Eastern, right here on the GRN. So tune in for that. Bree, thanks for being on with us today. All right, God love you. God bless you. That's going to do it for hour number one of Catholic Drive Time. In hour number two, we'll do breaking news and stories, State of the Day, Gospel Day, but we'll also have a game show. Today's the only day for the game show this week, and whoever is our caller is a guaranteed winner, I promise. In fact, we're going to give you one of our Catholic Drive Time mugs. If you can join us in the second hour, praise be to God. If not, join us tomorrow, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, for Catholic Drive Time right here across the Station of the Cross and the GRN. God love you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. some friends who are Catholic who say that you don't have to believe everything that the church teaches, whether it's in the catechism or not. Is that true? No, it's not true. 
If you want to call yourself Catholic, but you want to pick and choose for yourself which of the church's teachings to accept and which to reject, you give everyone else who calls himself Catholic the right to do the same thing. For example, you believe women should be priests. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1577, it states, Only a baptized man validly receives ordination. For this reason, the ordination of women is not possible. You don't believe that. Well, that's fine. I just made this a catechism of your Catholic Church, but not mine. But remember, if you can throw doctrines out, so can everyone else who calls himself Catholic. That gives Joe Parishioner over at St. Doubting Thomas Catholic Church the right to throw out the church's social justice teachings. He doesn't feel like feeding the hungry, caring for the poor, and all that other bleeding heart stuff. Paragraphs 2401 to 2463. I just made this a catechism of his Catholic Church, but not mine. You believe contraception is okay. Paragraph 2370 says contraception is intrinsically evil. Joe Parishioner doesn't like what the church teaches on the death penalty. Paragraphs 2364 to 65. You don't like what it teaches on these pages. Pages 505 to 508. He doesn't like what it teaches on these other pages here. Pages 610 to 615. Can you see what's happening? I heard it said once that there is a shortage of vocations to the priesthood in the United States, but no shortage of vocations to the papacy. If we don't believe in all of it, if we each appoint ourselves Pope and throw out a doctrine here or a doctrine there, then our faith is no longer Catholic. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we're about two hours and ten minutes from landing. Plenty of time for you to pray for religious vocations. Wouldn't it be great if everyone prayed daily for vocations to the religious life? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. With Joe McLean and Emily Alcaraz. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. You have survived the weekend. You are back at it. By the grace of God, we have another opportunity this week to give God praise, to serve Him with great honor and distinction, and to help uh, be an instrument in the hand of the Holy Ghost to bring about the conversion of sinners. What an opportunity. Hopefully we'll make it there. <laughs> I was just... Uh, I got a text from a friend about uh, confession. I, was, I mentioned in the, la- in the last hour about how I went to confession and felt great about it for about... You know, ten minutes, and all of a sudden, I felt like sort of almost attacked by a by a, a brooding spirit. It was it was pretty crazy for the rest of the day. It was a, it was a real struggle. Just ask my wife and kids. I'll tell you. I wonder uh, how many people have felt that before. And my friend texted me. She's like, "You're not alone." I felt it too. So praise be to God. Get another opportunity to go to confession again. I guess. All right, uh, this hour, we just wrapped up a great uh, little segment with Bree Dale about a breaking story out of Facebook and their accepting large, huge, massive sums of money uh, to promote products that come from the torture of human beings out of China and their genocide. 
we'll be posting that conversation later today on our uh, YouTube channel, which took a warning, by the way, for talking about vaccines last week. And we'll post it also on Rumble. So make sure Rumble's our backup site. It's a great place to go to still get our videos. And if you're on our email list, I always email the links to the most recent conversations to you. And do us a favor, like, subscribe, share. Uh, Share is a big one for us. Uh, Sharing really helps. But in this hour, uh, good news, bad news. What do you want to hear first, Emily? The bad news always first. Bad news is starting tomorrow morning, all the way through Friday, there'll be no game show. The good news is today we have a game show, and whoever is the caller is a guaranteed winner. Wow. All they they have to do is be the caller. They don't even have to respond to anything we ask them, (laughs) and they'll still get a prize. No strategy involved at all. Zero effort (laughs) on their part. They're going to get an autographed mug by the CDT team of the first ever, first edition Catholic Drive Time mugs. We're going to mail them one of those, plus probably a book out of our private collection. Um, what's your favorite book, Adrian Fonseca? If you could only have one book on planet Earth besides the scriptures, what would it be? <laughs> uh, that's an easy one, Joe. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. obviously pick the Summa Theologiae. And you're going to send that to this caller. And I'm definitely not going to send that to the caller. That would be like, like $400. I'm, uh, I'm okay with that. You're okay you with me sending $400? You're stimulus this money, pal. Just use your stimulus money. I didn't money. get stimulus money. Oh, pff, come. Everyone got stimulus not me. money. Everybody except for me got stimulus money. <laughs> you're the only one, eh? I didn't either. There Ouch. you go. Ouch. <laughs> well, praise be to God. I got to go fishing because of stimulus money with my kids. In the uh, in the in the backwoods nice. through uh, through mud puddles. Did you catch anything? No, unfortunately <laughs> not. Uh, my son caught a, a sun a sunburn, but other than that, all right. Okay, so we're going to jump into the show. So we're going to give out the phone number for the game show. It, today is the only day we're going to do a Catholic trivia game show that includes prizes. So if you would like to win, all you got to do is be the first caller when we give out the phone number, and you are guaranteed to win. T- starting tomorrow, all the way through Friday, our second hour, which is this hour, will be pushed back to 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern, just for this week, starting tomorrow. We Next week, we go back to our regular schedule. But this week is share and uh, the Catholic Drive Time team will be on our second hour, 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern, starting tomorrow through Friday. All right, fair enough. We're going to do Breaking Stories, Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, and then our game show. And then later in the hour, we will do the the after show, and you get to drive that conversation. Whatever you want to talk about is going to be on the agenda, or we can talk about some of the breaking stories that I've had up and haven't had a chance to dive into. Uh, So we can do all of that in the after show. Let's pray. Whatever's on your heart today, whatever's challenging you, whatever your needs are, whatever your family intentions are, we're including those along with our own, asking the Queen of Heaven and Earth to intercede for all of us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, Hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the headlines with Emily Alcaraz. Among the seven clerics and religious whose heroic virtues were recognized by the Vatican on Thursday are three Italian religious sisters who died while serving victims of the Ebola virus in the Democratic Republic of the Congo in 1995. The Congregation for the Causes of Saints promulgated a decree on March 18th recognizing the heroic virtues of seven clerics and religious 
and the sisters, Sister Anelvira Osoli, Sister Vita Rosa Sorza, and Sister Daniel Angela Sorti, were members of the Sisters of the Poor, Palazzolo Institute. They contracted and died of Ebola while serving the poor, and they had reportedly assisted in an operation on a patient who, unbeknownst to them, had the Ebola virus. A Polish windsurfing star has described how she convinced a woman not to have an abortion, saying that if we talk about it out loud, others will also follow our example. Zofia Klepaka, a world champion and Olympic medalist in her sport, told Radio Warsaw on March 16th that a woman who was in a bad situation and considering an abortion wrote to her, and Klepaka said, I am happy because with my testimony, I convinced this woman not to abort her child. I think that if we talk about it out loud, others will also follow our example. The 34-year-old won the Windsurfing World Championship in 2007 and has participated in three Olympics, earning a bronze medal at the 2012 Games in London. Klepaka is an outspoken pro-lifer who says that her values are summed up in the motto of the Polish army, God, Honor, and Fatherland. Pope Francis on Friday encouraged Catholics to support and defend families by making an effort to be close to them in the struggles and joys of their daily lives. In a video message for the start of the Amoris Laetitia family year beginning on March 19th, the Pope said, We are called to accompany, to listen, to bless the journey of families, not only to trace the direction, but to make the journey with them. It is not enough to just reiterate doctrine. We're called to enter homes with discretion and with love, to say to spouses, the church is with you, the Lord is close to you, and we want to help you keep the gift you have received. I'm Emily Alcaraz, and these are your Monday morning headlines through a Catholic lens. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Blessed Marian Gorecki, pray for us. He was born on the 21st of May, 1903 in Poznan in Poland, the son of Tomas and Petronella. He joined the army at age 17 to fight in the Polish-Bolshevik War. Following his service, though, he entered the seminary, and he graduated with honors. He was ordained on the 1st of July, 1st of July 1928. He became the curate in Lesano in Poland, and he became the prefect of the seminary. He was assigned in 1933 to work with the Polish community in Gansk and serving as chaplain to the several organizations there. But on the 1st of September 1939, the Nazis invaded Poland, and it was a terrible situation. Father, along with many other priests, were arrested and beaten, and they were sent to a series of concentration camps. It was on Good Friday, the 22nd of March, 1940, that Father Marin Gorecki was uh, put in a field outside of the concentration camp and shot to death, along with many others, placed in a mass grave. Their bodies would be exhumed on, in 1946 and reburied in a nearby cemetery. Father Marian Gorecki was beatified by so, uh, Pope St. John Paul II on the 13th of June, 1999. Blessed Marian Gorecki, pray for us. The Gospel today comes to us from John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. But early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. 
Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he bent down and wrote on the ground, and in response they went away, one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to Jesus Christ. It's a trap. That's what I said last hour. Akbar, Admiral Akbar from Star Wars. It was confirmed. Admiral Akbar. Remember that scene? It's a trap. Turn around. Of course, it was also replayed in Rogue One, I believe. Great movie, Rogue One. Unlike all the rest after that, but I'm just saying. Um, and Jesus is great about smelling the traps, is he not? I, I just love that in the Gospels about Jesus. He knows when these scribes, these Pharisees, these Sadducees, these Herodians are all trying to trap him. And he never has dialogue for any of them. There's no dialogue. There's no, you know, hearing them out and, and all of that. He only has dialogue with those who are sincere. Even Nicodemus gets a dialogue. Even though he comes in the middle of the night, he's a you know a ruler of the people, but still he gets a dialogue because of his, his sincerity. And here Jesus smells the trap and he turns it on him. You see, the Pharisees thought they could get him because Jesus would have to decide to break one of two laws. Either he would, A, break the Mosaic law, which says in Deuteronomy chapter 17, that if a, a person is caught in adultery, a, specifically a woman here, that she would have to be stoned to death, along with the other guilty party, by the way, who is not present at this particular circumstance in John 8. So that's the Mosaic law. Will he break the Mosaic law? Or would he break the Roman law that says the Jews, the Israelites, cannot execute people without permission of the Roman uh, government. And that's why Caiaphas brings Jesus to Pontius Pilate to obtain permission to have Jesus executed. But Jesus knows. I mean, like, good grief. It's like reading John, it's like reading Genesis chapter three when, when the Lord walks in the garden in the cool of the day and like, Adam, where are you? Like, poor God. He just doesn't know what happened. Of course he knows. He's God. He knows everything. And of course, Jesus is the second person of the Blessed Trinity, and he knows what has happened. He knows what the Pharisees are thinking, and he knows what they're trying to pull off, and he smells the trap, and he's not going to go for it. He, in fact, turn, flips the whole thing all over on them, and now they are faced with the very decision that they tried to put to him. See, he bends down, and he's riding in the sand, and, and then he stands up and says, Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Of course, these Pharisees, they, they kept the law perfectly. They were righteous, therefore, they have no sin. But yet, then they would have to decide to break the Roman law. So which do they keep? The Moses or the Roman? Which is it? And because they chose to keep the Roman law, now they look compromised. 
And I love the fact that we don't really know what Jesus wrote in the sand, but I love the idea, and I think I got this from Dr. Scott Hahn, that said he might have wrote the sins of the elders that were standing there with, with stones in their hands. Could you imagine seeing your own sins written out on the dirt there? Could you imagine that? That would be convicting, would it not? Like as if Jesus could read your thoughts, your minds, your heart, because he's God, just like Padre Pio had the charism of reading souls. So here's what Jeremiah 17, 13 says. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who forsake thee shall be put to shame. Those who turn away from thee shall be written in the earth. For they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living water. Now, John's gospel has already made it clear that Jesus is the living water, and they are rejecting him, and they will be written in the earth. Here's what St. Bede had to say. Christ, who twice bends down to write on the ground, teaches us to bend low in humility, to examine ourselves before and after addressing that of our neighbor. If his Example becomes our practice. We will avoid, as he did, the extremes of being unjust and unmerciful towards the others. This is why Jesus says, Neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. Because God does not wish the death of a sinner, but that they be converted and live. Let us be converted and live while we still have breath in our lungs and still have a chance for that conversion. All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back with the game show. And whoever is on our caller, all you have to do is be the caller and you get to win. You're automatically guaranteed to win something today. Isn't that easy? Today is the only day for the game show for, with prizes involved. And all you have to do is call 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Praise be to God. We will uh, give some stuff away today. Next Tuesday through Friday, though, actually, tomorrow, starting tomorrow through Friday, no prizes. So today is the only day for prizes. 877-757-9424. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Catholic Drive Time is headed your way. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read Scripture. Read the Catechism. Listen to Apologetics tapes. Listen to Catholic Radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5, verse 10. Do not be afraid. Henceforth, you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes, and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, 
Don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid-fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you, and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, uh, where we get to have a lot of fun doing something we like to do best, and that's teach a little bit about the faith. But uh, So I'm changing the rules on the fly, guys. I've decided. I made an executive decision that instead of taking one call today, we are going to take multiple calls. We're going to take, I think, three calls, one for each question, and we're going to give out a Catholic Drive Time mug uh, for each of those callers. Uh, and whether the, how about with that? How about this? Irregardless of whether they get the question right or wrong, they get a mug. How about that? Sound like wow. A, sound like a plan? You must be in a good mood today, Joe. Uh, yes. Praise be to God. I'm trying to make up for what, how I felt yesterday after confession. All right. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. So three calls. It's a special fear and trembling. We're going to do three calls today. There was a whole, f- all phone lines were full today. Praise be to God. So thank you to everyone who's tried to call in and be a part of our game show. Now, it's a special week. Today is the only day we get to give prizes for this week. It's not normal. Starting tomorrow through Friday, we are going to not be on the air during this hour. For the rest of this week, we'll be in the 9 o'clock Central, 10 a.m. Eastern time slot, uh, starting tomorrow morning, going through Friday. Now, the following week, we're back to schedule, back to normal. All right, so it's it's special. All right, so that's the deal. We're going to take three calls, one per question. Now, the secret and hidden agenda here is that we have, uh, so you can't tell anybody this, but we want to teach a little bit about the faith, so you always learn something new. And we have a little laugh in the process, and we give out prizes. So just don't keep that between us, but that's our agenda. That's what we're doing. Three Catholic trivia questions, three opportunities. And today, I, w- I would say, Emily, tell them what they're going to win, but uh, I've okay. already told them. Cool. So yeah. we're giving out mugs today. The Catholic, the first and ever. And this week's sponsor is Catholic Drive Time Show. Catholic Drive Time <laughs> is your sponsor, and we're going to autograph these. I think. You, you think a sharpie will stick stick to that? I'm, think, I'm just think curious. People I don't want, see want our autograph. <laughs> well, <laughs> yours for sure. I mean, uh, you've got a pretty good fan club going on there, Adrian. But it's uh, just Jesus. It's just Jesus. No. All right. Let's jump on the phone. So let's start the process. Three questions, three prizes. And I mean, you literally don't even have to like tell us your name and you're like kind of a winner today. That's how easy the game show is. Let's go to the phones. Uh, let's see. Hey, Seuss, good morning to you. Thanks for being on. Hey, Seuss, good morning to you. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, Seuss. Yes. Good morning. How are you? Good. Praise be to God. Hey, Seuss, uh, you sound like a, a man of many years. How old are you? 
13. 13. Praise be to God. Where are you from, Jesus? Uh, Dallas. Dallas, Texas. And where do you go to church? Uh, St. Philip, St. Augustine. Nice. Is that also uh, where you go to school? Yes. All right. Jesus, guess what? I haven't even asked the question yet, and you're already the winner. How about that? You're going to get a uh, an Woo. autographed copy of our brand new first ever edition Catholic Drive Time mug, and maybe a book from our private collection. We'll have to see how that goes. But hey, Seuss, do you understand how the rules are played? Yes. So I'll ask Emily and Adrian. One of them will be right. The other will be wrong. And you, Jesus, will have 15 seconds to decide who do you trust more, Emily or Adrian. Are you ready to play, Jesus? Yes. All right. Let's do this. Uh, Emily, we'll start with you as is our custom. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Absolutely. Emily, can you tell me what does the church oblige us to do on holy days Besides just attend Mass. So. What are we supposed to do on Holy Days of Obligation besides attend Mass? So because Sundays are uh, the Sabbath day, God told us to rest on the Sabbath day, so we don't do any servile work. Okay, okay, so no servile work. Let's see what Adrian has to say. Adrian, can you tell me what does the church oblige us to do on Holy Days of Obligation in addition to attending Mass. Uh, let's see. That would be praying the rosary. We're obliged praying to pray the rosary. the rosary on all Holy Days of Obligation. We're obliged to pray the rosary. Sure. Okay. okay. Let's see. Adrian is on the hook for praying the rosary. Emily is on the hook for no servile work. 15 seconds on the clock. Hey, Seuss, what say you? Uh, 100% sure, Emily. 100% wow. sure. The confidence. The f- wow. Easy peasy. Hey, Seuss. Not tricked at all. Is it because you know, you've know you learned by now that Adrian is not trustworthy? I'm just curious, Ouch. Jesus. What was your, how, how did you make, come to that conclusion? Well, I mean, it says, well, we read the Bible sometimes, and we read that part that you're not supposed to do any, not, not many work, not do, do not do any work on Sabbath. Well, praise be to God. Hey, Seuss. He knows his stuff. You got one question, and you got that one right. Congratulations. Uh, You are a winner today, and uh, we are going to uh, send you one of our first-ever Catholic Drive Time mugs as a thank you for your generous uh, participation on our game show today, Jesus. God love you. I'm going to put you on hold so that we can make sure we have your phone number and get your address so I can mail you the mug. But uh, God bless you, Jesus. Thanks for being on our show today. Thank you so much. All right. We're going to put you on hold there, Jesus. Let's go to uh, Lori. Good morning to you. Uh, Where are you calling from, Lori? Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Praise be to God. And Lori, where do you go to church? I've been going to St. John Vianney. St. John Vianney. Uh, they have that be- new, beautiful bell tower and courtyard with a Sacred Heart statue in the middle there. It's a, w- it's a wonderful thing. Uh, praise be to God. Now, I know you're a super fan, Lori. You've been listening for a long time now, so you must know the rules, right? Of course. So you know Emily and Adrian can be tricky, and you can't necessarily trust them. Yes, my heart is beating right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've already won. So by virtue of your call, you are a winner today. So there's no no need to stress. But let's go with Adrian this time. Adrian, are you ready? Absolutely. Here we go. Adrian, what term 
refers to the inordinate desires for sinful, uh, uh, sensual pleasures. Uh, that would be our concupiscence. Our concupiscible nature. Concupiscible nature. Fancy word. They must teach that in university. Let's just see what Emily has to say. Emily, can you tell me what is the term referring to the inordinate desires for sinful, sensual pleasure? So this would be intemperance. Intemperance. Yes. Okay. Let's just see here. Adrian is on the hook for concupiscence. And Emily is on the hook for temp- intemperance. 15 seconds on the clock. Lori, who's right? Who's wrong? What say you? I can't spell what Adrian said, so I'm going to go with Emily. Survey says... Oh, oh no, Lori. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. She fooled you. <laughs> That's I'm, okay. She tricked you. I thought intemperance was for uh, uh, alcoholism also, but I could not. I don't I, I don't even know the how to spell concu- whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tricky uh, answer. Th- she, yeah, she, she threw we a We made that really hard on you. <laughs> yeah. it, it, concupiscence is the correct answer, Lori. God love you. You still get the, the autographed uh, coffee cup from Catholic Drive Time, so God bless and you. You learn something new. Yeah, praise be to yes, God. All right, so we're going to put <laughs> you on you. hold. We're going to put you on hold so we can get your address. And let's go now to Jenny. Good morning to you, Jenny. Thank you for being on our program. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Now, Jenny, where are you calling from? Uh, from Maryland. 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 Praise Maryland. be to God. Maryland's on the board here. Now, where, where do you go to church? St. James of Shano. Hey, wonderful. All right. Uh, are you familiar with how the game is played, Jenny? Yes. All right. Here we go, I've, Jenny. I've heard it a few times. Here we go. Uh, let's go back to Emily this time. Emily, can you tell me which pope founded the Vatican Library? Okay, I got you on this one, Jenny. I got you. This is Pope Nicholas V. 15th century pope. Pope oh. Nicholas V. Adrian, which pope founded the Vatican Library? Well, it was obviously Pope Liberius. Pope? Uh, the eighth. <laughs> Why are you laughing? All right, uh, 15 seconds on the clock. Adrian's on the hook for Pope Librarius. And Emily's on the hook for Pope Nicholas V. Who's right? Who's wrong? Jenny, what say you? I mean, it, it has to be Emily. Emily. <laughs> Captain Obvious! <laughs> Jenny, Duh, congratulations. There Duh, there's the <laughs> congratulations, Jenny. Of course you are right. I thought I was tempted. Pope Nicholas V is completely responsible for the Vatican Library. <laughs> We have him to blame for all of our awesomeness. Uh, Jenny, congratulations. You are a winner, and you're going to get an uh, autographed copy of the Catholic Drive Time First Edition mug, and we will mail that to you as, uh, as a way, just a way of saying thank you for being on our program today. Great. Thank you so much. God love you, Jenny, and uh, we're going to put you on hold so we get your information. Praise be to God. That's going to do it for our show today, for the radio side. For the after show, just make sure you're on either Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, one of the live video feeds, and we will conversate with you about whatever you want to conversate about. Lent, the show, the interviews, the subjects. Uh, we can do read articles, whatever's on your mind. We'll conversate with you, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. You can find all the links to our live video streams over on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Central, uh, 7 Eastern, plus 9 a.m. Central and 10 Eastern. Those are our two hours tomorrow morning through Friday. Remember, it's special for the rest of the week because of share God love you. God bless you. We'll see you in the after show or tomorrow morning. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time. 
where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to God. Welcome to the after show of uh, Catholic Drive Time, where you learn about things like Pope Librarian is. Librarius? What did he say again? It was like either Liberius or something like Librarian? that. Librarian? Librarius? <laughs> it was a good guess. Captain Obvious. We were running out of time pretty fast there at the end. <laughs> so he was just trying to make it obvious, I think. But. Uh, Praise God, we finally get to give away some of our mugs. We found a found a, a way to uh, to give out the mugs. Praise be to God. Yeah, that was fun. And Lori uh, was one of our callers, too. That's super cool. Yes, good to talk to you, Lori. All right, welcome to the after show where we conversate about whatever you want to talk about. However you want to talk about it, make sure you comment and let us know where you're, where you're from. And if you're a first-time commenter, if you've never commented before, you get a special sounder to welcome you to the Catholic Drive Time after show team. Um, well, uh, let's see. I see uh, Sean over there on Facebook side. I see Christopher Chance. Good morning there. <clears throat> good morning. Good morning. I see Lori, of course. Thanks for playing today, Lori. We're very grateful to you. 93 said, these are hard for real. <laughs> <laughs> were, 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 they really? were, they, were they that hard? Uh, I guess they were. I mean, the first one maybe was the easiest, I think. But uh, Joaquin says, uh, since it's a special fear and trembling, Mr. Joe should hit us with the horns at oh, the end. I think, he, I think he means the horns of revelation, the horns of the apocalypse, the horns of judgment. Ah, ah, we need that on a sounder. We need that on a sounder. We'll record you. We need like uh, we need. I need to get someone who has a like an actual ram's horn. You know, the pro-life Jericho march around the largest abortion mill in the Western Hemisphere is not that far down the road from us from here. A what horn? A, uh, a ram's horn, like the, the Israelites would use. And okay. Every time there's a Jericho march down there, uh, somebody brings a ram's horn, and they march seven times, uh, you know, around the the abortion mill. And they stop and they blow the ram's horn, you know. So it's the it's the it's the sound of judgment. It's the sound of the apocalypse. Yeah, I did go to that one time. The breaking of the seals cool. of the apocalypse. That's what we need. That's the sounder for first time commenters, by the way. So if you've never commented before, now's your chance. Good morning. Uh, thank you again, Sean, for hanging out with us. Praise be to God. Uh, let's see here. I want to thank those who have shared. I see Richard, Sean, Glenn, and others have shared our video over on the Facebook side. Thank you for doing that. That means that means quite a bit to us. Praise be to God. 93, good morning. Valentin, good morning to you. Eric, come, Eric, are you a first-time... Eric Rodriguez over on YouTube, are you a first-time commenter? I don't know. Is you, have you seen I Eric? Think, I think I've seen Eric before. Yeah. Are you trying to get out of the horns again? No. Is that what you're doing? No. I'm just curious. <laughs> okay. Uh, I see Chris Velasquez is over there. Praise be to God. Jesus Moreno. Good morning to you, Susan Weber. Good morning to you. 
Uh, youth Apologetics was hanging out earlier. Praise be yes, to God. Yes, and speaking of Youth Apologetics, we got we received an email from them. They have one of their members was in the hospital. She oh, no. had a health scare. So pray for Nina. Nina is 14 years old, part of Youth Apologetics. So please keep her in your prayers and oh, her wow. health. Oh, we'll definitely be praying for you. Jose Aguilar, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Monica and Myra, good morning to you. Thank you for hanging out with us. It's so good to see you again. How am I the only a new old? Eric says he's new and old. <laughs> so I'm going to give you one uh, horn of judgment there, then Eric. <laughs> Just one. A new a new old. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> now tell me I'm crazy, but you have all seen the viral videos, right, of the mysterious sounds of horns in the sky around various parts of our planet. That nobody can explain? I have no idea. People have taken video and posted them online of, of just these sounds of horn, the horns of the apocalypse in the sky. I'm not the only crazy person around. I know there are others. Mr. Thomas, good morning. Good morning from Florida. Uh, Jeff, good morning. My daughter, Sienna, wants your autograph. Praise be to God, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Sienna, like Catherine of Sienna. That's yes, a great name. Yes, that is. How how amazing is that? Angelo says, I learned yesterday that the traditional Catholic Mass started Passion Sunday and all statues and crucifixes are covered. Should we be also covering those items in our home? That is a great question. Yeah. That's one we can definitely conversate about for sure. So we'll wait for Mr. Fonseca to get back onto the microphone. He was doing the phone duty. And Adrian, so that was fun. Yes, that was exciting. Uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. We were definitely uh, going 100 miles an hour for this one. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. It was fun. We get to give out our coffee mugs now. We're going to try to autograph them. Hopefully, the Sharpie will kind of the, the, it probably wash off in the, in the uh, dishwasher, though. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's okay. Wait, wait, well, should wait. we engrave it with like a chisel or something? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, you know I, I, if I engrave it with a chisel, it might show up broken. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> Would saying. it be rude to just to send a box uh, of a, a broken together a mug? Glued together <laughs> mug? Would that be like rude of us? Uh, no. So there's a uh, Jesus. Thank you again for being on our on our program again. It's always good to have you on with us, Jesus Robles, and it's good to see you again. You've been absent for a while. We've been praying for you. But uh, let, here's a good, good conversation starter right here. Angelo, our friend from uh, San Antonio, he noticed that in the TLM, the traditional Latin mass, that Passion Week, or actually, uh, the, you know, Passion, Passion Week, Sunday. Passion Sunday was this past Sunday, yesterday. And the covering of religious items, crucifixes, statues, images, things like that, has already begun. It's a week ahead of schedule compared to the Novus Ordo. And my wife yesterday, that's probably part of the reason why I was like a Debbie Downer after after uh, going to a good confession yesterday is my wife went around the house and covered all the images up. Yeah, it's kind of sad. You know, and like I remember last year uh, feeling like it's bad enough that you've locked the, sh- the church doors and I'm not allowed to go to mass. Now you're going to cover them up too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like one or the other. You can't have both. You know, because I'm, I'm a very concupiscent person, just so you know, if you haven't figured that out. But at any rate, Angelo wants to know, should we be also covering those items in our home? What say you, Emily or Adrian? Yes. Well, that was that easy. Was easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Okay, uh, well, what's next? World peace. Uh, Let's uh, just tackle it. Yeah. Should we have world peace? Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. It's decided. We have, we have All right, everybody. Let's get to it. Well, why do we need Congress anymore? This is ridiculous. We are, we are really good at this, guys. <laughs> no, um, we are the three branches of government. <laughs> That's kind when, of scary, actually. <laughs> when I become supreme ruler, I mean, don't worry about it, guys. Supreme ruler? Be great. I thought you great. were a monarchist. Uh, supreme dictator, theocratic fascist, something like that. I don't okay. know. All right. <laughs> after, uh, Matt no, so, after Matt Walsh. So yeah. should we be covering our images? I, don't, I mean, like, and should we start a week early than the Novus Ordo? Right. So I, I'm actually not familiar with how it works in the Novus Ordo, but the reason why we do it on this last Sunday was because uh, the readings for yesterday in the traditional mass. I don't know what it was in the Novus Ordo, but in the traditional mass, we read about our Lord uh, hiding. So the the uh, Jews went to go stone him to death, and he vanished from their midst. Uh, the um, the fathers of the church had talk about how this, I think it was Augustine. I, I say fathers because I can't remember who it was specifically. Uh, but Augustine, I believe it was said that he actually turned invisible. So, I mean, that's pretty, pretty cool. Um, and because of that, we, uh, veil all the images in the church because our Lord vanished from their midst. And so, so too in the church, our Lord vanishes from our midst. And so we decided to cover all the statues and, um, remembrance of what that, that event that happened there. And then we meditate on, uh, our Lord being vanished from our midst until, um, the day before Easter Sunday. Uh, so on Holy Saturday, we will re unveil the uh, images in pre- preparation for Easter Sunday. Uh, so, and we can do it in our own homes and it's admirable to do so. I mean, you're not required to do it. I mean, no one's going to come to your home and scold you, but yes, it's a, it's a very venerable, uh, practice to veil the images in your home. Um, I don't do it at my house just because I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't you know, being honest, but, uh, the, yeah, it's absolutely a venerable practice. So if you would like to veil your images, go for it. It would be, it's a great reminder of the season and preparation for the coming of Easter. And the best thing about doing these practices especially these practices of penance um like covering our images is that on easter sunday it just brings you so much joy to see them uncovered and to see uh that what was taken away is now given back to us uh so absolutely let's uh and we see it now in our day whenever a mass was taken away from us how much more do we uh appreciate the mass that we were taking for granted how much more are we appreciating the fact that our priests are hearing confessions uh whenever so many priests are not hearing confessions so um our lord allows these things to be taken away from us so that way we may enjoy them and appreciate what he has given us so much more yeah uh charles good morning to you charles is like joe's mouth and uh audio aren't synced up you know it's funny about that charles as i was my we were joking with our kids the other day we let them watch uh kung fu panda 2 with uh with vid angel filters and vid angels is a service that uh allows you to filter some content that you can stream online uh so you can get rid of things like uh language um some violence, uh, sexual behaviors, things like that. You can filter them away so you can just watch the sort of core story. So we, we were watching Kung Fu Panda and, and uh, we were joking with the kids about when I was a kid, Charles, I have no idea how old you are, but I'm an old guy. And back in my day, uh, we would, I would stay up to like two in the morning watching Kung Fu movies. Uh, where the lips and the and the and the the words never <laughs> synced ever, you know. And there was a there's a joke in Kung Fu Panda where in the beginning scene where like this uh, the Kung Fu, the panda's eating eating some noodles, 
and a bad guy walks up and says, I hear you like to chew, chew on my fist, you know, and I was just joking with my kids and trying to do the old mouth sync thing. Uh, anybody who's my age or older knows what I'm talking about. Wow, you're pretty old. <laughs> pretty old. You guys, have you ever seen Kung Fu movies? Of course. Like the old school Kung Fu movie. Not like, like the Jackie Bruce Chan. Lee? Not like Jackie Chan stuff. No, no, no. No, I'm talking, no, you know, not Bruce Lee either. No, these were movies that were produced out of Hong Kong, and like there was hundreds and hundreds made. The OG uh, Jackie Chan was produced in Hong Kong. That's true, too. He still is, by the way. Yeah, that's um, true. But my point is, not like, the, like the, the Hollywood version of Jackie Chan films that came out there for a while. I'm talking about the old school stuff that played at 2 o'clock in the morning on television, and you, never, you, didn't, you didn't recognize a single person in, as, from the, as the actors. You didn't know who any of these people were. But it always broke. Every, it was like nothing but nonstop fighting the whole time. It was, it was, those were good days. Charles says he's with you with the age thing. Amen. <laughs> um. Uh, we're going to run out of time today because we, we end early, right? Yes, we do end early today. Uh, Mr. Thomas, real quick, he said, he asked, um, what's up with the whole uh, not eating meat thing on for Good Friday? Uh, so, yes, on Good Friday specifically, uh, referring to Good Friday, we are obliged uh, by pain and mortal sin to uh, both fast and abstain from meat on Good Friday and Ash Wednesday. Those are the only days of the year that we are required uh, by the church to both fast and abstain from meat. Um, but every Friday in the year is a day of abstinence, technically speaking. Uh, it is not binding by mortal sin, but uh, the church has declared that every Friday of the year is a day of abstinence from meat. Um, the church has decided in the United States of America um, that we can replace the meat uh, abstinence on every Friday of the year with a equal penance. Uh, I don't know what that means, but that is the rule, technically speaking. So, uh, personally, I just don't eat meat on Fridays all, all the year. So as to, um, yeah. I mean, that's just the easiest thing to do. Uh, so every Friday of the year, abstinence, uh, Ash Wednesday, Good Friday, abstinence and fasting, um, required by the church. We, we, as a practice in our family, we try to abstain from meat Wednesdays and Fridays all year long. As a practice. Oh, um, and, and the reason, I forgot to tell him the reason why we do it. Yeah. Uh, Fridays, the reason why we do it is because on Friday, our Lord tears his flesh. So Thomas Aquinas says, because our Lord tore his flesh on a Friday, namely Good Friday, uh, we do not tear the flesh on Friday, meaning we don't eat uh, meat on Friday. We don't tear flesh. Uh, so that's why we don't eat meat on Fridays. And it's just a good penitential practice to uh, sort of, uh, you know, give yourself an opportunity to, uh, uh, to uh, you know, keep the passions down, right? So some of us eating is more of an important thing than other for other people. And uh, so sleep, for instance, and, uh, sleeping less or, or uh, praying more or putting a rock in your shoe. The Lenten observances that we tend to do can also be done all year long. Um, and try to make reparation for sins that we've committed and those of our family members. Temperance, you know, I guess fortitude and temperance is what I was thinking about. But uh, we'll have to see, because we're running out of time, what's left to talk about here. Maybe I should do this all year. Yeah, 93, praise be to God. You, you can't go wrong by continuing the penitential practices. Angelo, off to work. God bless you, my brother. It's always good to see you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Uh, did you have see a- Jess? Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask if y'all have ever tried a black fast before. Yes. Tell us what that is. A black fast. So that is when, here, black fast is a old school tradition for 
Um, it's like a very intense fast for Holy Week and Good Friday. It's very rigorous. And then you only eat bread and water, I think. Right, Adrian? That is correct. Uh, in fact, Thomas Aquinas would uh, do a black fast for the entirety of Lent. And so he would eat uh, practically right. nothing. It says no more than one meal per day. Flesh meat, eggs, butter, cheese, and milk are forbidden. Meals not allowed until after sunset. Alcohol is forbidden. And then during Holy Week, the final week of Lent, the meal consists exclusively of bread, salt, herbs, and water. Yep. That's pretty amazing. God bless people who do that. I I did that for a couple days. I didn't do it for a long period of time, but I did it for a few days um, last year. And it's pretty rough. Yeah. Religious will still do that in in convents and monasteries. Uh, Jeff? He said, I don't know if you already read this, but he said, good morning. My daughter, Sienna, wants your autograph. <laughs> we did yes. read that. Okay. That's super cool. Very yeah, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, praise be to God. Well, we'll so, okay, Jeff, uh, reach out to Adrian. We'll arrange for that. That'd be awesome. It'd be a great honor to do it. Charles, and his, uh, by the way, his email is posted on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Charles posts a video of the shofar, the, the ram's horn being blown, the horn of judgment. The Horn of the Apocalypse. We need to get that on a, a button, Adrian, for the first-time commenter. So every time there is somebody who's commenting for the first time, they get the, they get the horns of judgment. Uh, Nori told me when I went to go uh, screen her call, she said she heard your horns in the background uh, while I was getting her address. <laughs> and she goes, oh, no. <laughs> you have you have to find a better sound. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, hey, listen. Um, some some people have great producers uh, that get them sounds when Ouch. they need to, and others Ooh. just prefer the horns of judgment, the horns of the apocalypse. I don't know. I think the shofar would be a cool sounder, don't you? I have to try. I have to have, I have to hear it. Have yeah. heard it? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Nice little tradition for, on the show. Black fast would be impossible in America, so says Thomas. No, no, it's it's definitely possible. Hard. You have to It'll you have hard. to work yourself up there. You can't just do it. Um, just like say like today, I'm gonna start doing it tomorrow. No, you have to build up to it. So it just it's just a habit. So you take you like look at the whole fast and then do one of the things on the list a week and then keep adding every week until you actually build up to doing the entirety of the black fast. Uh, so it's a, it's a progress. We're, we're as Americans, you're right. We are softer. We aren't used to fasting and penance. Pizza everywhere. Uh, but we can do it. We definitely can do it. Well, praise be to God. That's going to do it for today's after show. We end early on Mondays now because Bree Dale's program is going to start live streaming at the top of the hour. Uh, right here on YouTube, as well as Facebook, as well as Twitter, and across the GRN on the Guadalupe Radio Network. So hopefully you'll stick around for that. Bree Dale was our guest in our first hour today. She's got this breaking story about Facebook making millions and millions of dollars off of the torture of human beings in China. And that's an important story as Catholics we should be paying attention to. And well, we should not be supporting with our, with our money. Uh, those types of atrocities. So stick around as she uh, covers that story and so much more on her program, Intersections, streamed right here, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter across the GRN. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern for Catholic Drive Time. And we're looking forward for you to be a part of that. We'll see you then. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. 
Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Hey, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Perfect. Digging your hat. Thanks, appreciate it. I wonder when you were going to start delivering the newspapers. Uh, after I finish watching Newsies. Ah, okay. I have several of those, and every time I wear one, someone's like, hey, where's the newspaper at? Yeah, I have, uh, I think I only have two. I used to wear a lot more of them when I 
didn't care about doing my hair. Oh, I have a very unhappy puppy right now. <laughs> uh-huh. I might have to go move her. Give me a second. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to listen to that for an hour. Yeah, that'd be ideal. Yeah. Uh, no, Bree, we can't hear you because you're muted. Uh, no, she's, I should be able to hear her via Comrex. I have her turned down, though. Uh, try now, Bree. Yep, got you. Oh, yeah, I connected to you, so you didn't have to connect to me. Uh, whatever one I'm connected to, right, you're connected to right now, which is... Uh, oh, really? That's weird. Oh, no, yeah. Um, I, I'll have to ask... Um, I think it's KSHJ Studio, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to ask Tim when he gets here. Um, but it's just easier if I connect to you, so... It's clear because uh, then I can see you. As soon as you turn on your device, uh, intersections pops up on my screen and I can connect to you. All that time when your video failed to upload. Oh, I got it. Yep. It's here now. Cool. Yes, I can do that. No problem. Okay. I put a plant over here. I don't know if you can see it, Bree. Figured anything, literally anything, was better than a blank white wall. Yeah, the the plant looks good. It's a, that was a good choice. Okay, this is what you will see. Oh, so you need to make that bigger. Good thing I tested it. Okay. Here we go. Awesome. And you're not hearing it, are you? Awesome. So then we are good. <laughs> really? That's it? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the pictures you sent me, do you want them side-by-side uh, side with you, or how do you want to do it? So the image by itself, or do you want it... Um, I swear that they pick Mondays to do the loudest, most obnoxious construction 
Like they're jackhammering or sawing or doing something every month. The rest of the week, nothing. Monday, yep. All the time. They're out to get you, you Joey. It. It's, a, it's a conspiracy. We I can say that here, but once we're on YouTube, I can't say conspiracy or we get another yeah, strike. We, we got or a warning. Yeah, that's ridiculous. We got a, well, we only get one warning. So the next time it's a strike, and then once you get three strikes, uh, they delete your channel. So ridiculous. It's a good thing you're diversifying your portfolio by putting things on Rumble and Hub and, or uh, Hub. Uh, yeah, all the other things. Choose yeah. all. <laughs> Control A, enter. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I, I've been reading a lot about social media and YouTube and podcasts and a bunch of other things lately. And it blows me away how specific you have to be about some things. Like the rules are so wild. It's just, I don't. If you if your opinion differs at all from what they want you to say, it's frustrating. Uh, Bree, when you get the chance, could you send me a PNG version of the logo you you made you had made? Cool. Sweet. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good logo, especially for uh, how much did you end up spending for it? Wow. It's awesome. Sweet. All right, two minutes. I'm going to mute y'all and we'll be on in just in well, two minutes. <laughs> 